Hey everybody, welcome to the yoga corner. <sighs> Alright, I'm gonna find Jenna first. Alright, Jenna. Guys, you're not gonna wanna miss this, it's gonna be so much fun. All right, so welcome to the Yoga Corner. This is the newest um, episode in my series called Yoga Corner Chats. My name is Shelby Phoenix, and I'm a yoga teacher and mindset coach, as well as the owner of the Yoga Corner and the founder of Yoga Middle School. I help yoga teachers overcome fear and self-doubt by discovering what really matters so they can confidently start their yoga business, because I believe everyone deserves to feel empowered to change their lives and make an impact on the world around them. I am so excited because I'm welcoming my friend and coaching client, Jenna. I love Jenna because for her loving energy, her ability to hold space, and her ability to heal. Jenna is a Reiki healer, yoga instructor, and intuitive healer. She helps people match their words to the experience they are having energetically in their bodies. She helps her clients shift their energy to make space for them so they can shift energy for themselves. And Jenna believes everyone deserves to feel balanced, whole, and happy. And today we're going to talk about Jenna's um, journey into entrepreneurship and about her unique perspective on spirituality and religion. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Shelby? I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm, uh, I just did CrossFit, so I'm like still um, quite rosy from that. <laughs> you got a CrossFit So if I start love. coughing and sweating, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> well, on that note, I like to start these conversations by having us take a couple of deep breaths together. Is that okay with you? Always. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, I invite you to join us in a couple of deep breaths as well. <sighs> so I invite you to close your eyes, settle into the surface that you're sitting on, empty out all the air in your lungs, get completely empty. <sighs> Begin to inhale through your nose, fill up your belly, your rib cage, fill up your lungs and empty out all the air. <sighs> Take another deep breath in through your nose, just like that, filling your belly, your rib cage, and your lungs, and then emptying out your mouth. <sighs> and one last full deep breath in through the nose, and empty. <sighs> Whenever you feel ready, open up your eyes. Hi, Rob. Hi, Chelsea. So the first um, thing, Jenna, I wanted to start by just having you introduce yourself and your business. Yeah, totally. Um, I was just laughing because the intro that you put together was amazing. Like, well, thank you. Well, I will say I used your words a lot, so. True. Shelby is my life coach, so she's heard a lot of, actually, you've helped me process through a lot of, like, what, finding more of what my niche is, so. Oh, I'm Very so cute. glad. Yeah, <laughs> I love working together. It's been amazing. Me too. I'm <laughs> also laughing because I'm pretty sure, like, 
60% of me and Shelby's relationship is like breathing together. True. <laughs> Which is great. It's the life force. Anyway, so I'm Jenna. Um, I am just starting to use these titles, you know, like I'm an intuitive healer. I'm a Reiki healer. I'm a yoga instructor. Um, what else am I? I'm a water enthusiast. I'm a friend. I'm a partner. Um, a California born human living in New England. <laughs> um, those are, I'm, yeah, those are probably my main like ways that I would introduce myself these days. Um, curious, because you just said, like, you're just getting used to using those titles. What does that feel like? Good question, Shelby. <laughs> it feels really good. Um, because I feel like for since I was little, really, I mean, I'm only 25. But since I was little, I've always been interested in spirituality. And um, can you hear me? Okay, by the way? Yeah, I can hear you. You can. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, it just feels good to have, like, titles for things that I've been shaping for a long time. And titles don't always encompass everything, but it is nice when you start finding, this goes to what I like to do, but finding words that um, kind of describe where your life path is more accurately. Right. So, yeah. I'm curious... If you would share a little bit about your life path that brought you to being a yoga instructor, a Reiki healer, and all of these titles that you're now assuming. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. How to bring 25 years and probably beyond that. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to think of where to start with that. Yeah, so I grew up in a household with both my grandmas in separate houses, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and in Southern California, both of them were Catholic, but my parents, like, didn't really care. But all that to say, I went to church, like, Catholic mass with them growing up. Never really latched onto it. My parents were very much, my dad was like, don't go to church. It's a cult, <laughs> like, anti-establishment. And my mom was just like, spiritual and she was like be happy I don't mm -hmm. care who you date or what grades you get but then myself was like I need structure and and friends so I actually went into the church myself when I was mm -hmm. like 13 um and went through this whole journey through high school ended up sort of stepping away and senior year of high school I had this pivotal moment where I had to decide if I was going to go to college or mm -hmm drop everything and do a Bible program in Australia. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up deciding to do the Australia thing. And um, for me, that was like my first sort of awakening to being connected to source, like spirituality. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I discovered gifts there. I was just talking to my friend Maya about this. I discovered gifts there within the realm of the Christian church yeah. that I didn't know at the time, but, but were so beyond it. Like, they were just gifts that were innate, that I'd had since I was little, mm -hmm. and were just starting to, like, awaken um, right. there. So it's a double-edged sword with that, because that's where I discovered it, but that's also where I latched on to some, like, dogma, um, 
that wanted to distance me from my gifts and from my body. Um, and I ended up studying theology for four years. <laughs> and that's wow. when I had my bachelor's in. Um, and honestly, through the process of like really learning the core, how these beliefs and this dogma and the church in America like came to be, right. I ended up really like stepping away from it all. Um, and then I felt totally lost because, you know, in Australia, I experienced these spiritual gifts, like right. words of knowledge and like healing moments. And then I thought that they were located in the church. Mm. And then I stepped away from the church, right. which I never really got to use my gifts much in any way. Right. <laughs> and I had a big moment during the pandemic of just feeling giftless and like purposeless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the <laughs> moment where you felt really purposeless or like you were lacking a purpose, what brought you to discover or rediscover your gifts and your purpose? Forced quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the pandemic began, I was serendipitously living on the Anasquam River in a little beach shack in Gloucester with this guy who I'd kind of just started dating mm -hmm. <laughs> now my husband um <laughs> and two um people that we hadn't really met before they were korean exchange students wow it was just this crazy moment where all of a sudden we're all like locked in right but in this beautiful area with a yard you know mm. and i just graduated i didn't walk because it was 2020 may right. <laughs> and um i think i just yoga came up it um yes. I remembered yoga I'd done Bikram when I was in high school yep which was stupid because I played water polo five hours a day <laughs> so, like, why was I doing Bikram yoga I don't know <laughs> but in all truth when I was 17 I was like I'm gonna be a yoga instructor oh yes and then I did this program you know, the, the Christian program, which I actually really loved, by the way. And, um, but there were mixed messages. People were like, yoga is evil, etc. Yeah. Such bullshit. Um, so I just felt confused and I stepped away. But during the pandemic, when things slowed down, my body was like calling out for a practice. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I mean, you know how it is, Shelby, like, once you listen to one thing, it mm -hmm. opens up the channel for like, all this other truth that your body knew, but like you were sort of blocking. Totally. So it was really the pandemic that got me back in my body and um, really questioning some big beliefs and stepping back into myself. Yeah. It's so interesting because I've had these discussions with all different women entrepreneurs and a lot of them are stepping into entrepreneurship like in this moment or in the past year or two and it's just crazy how that forced quarantine that mm -hmm. we all experienced shifted the minds and like opened up those channels you talked about for so many people to like reevaluate their beliefs their values and like what their purpose is in life and like take the leap into 
what they think they're supposed to be doing, like what their true purpose is versus what they're supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. Oh, completely. And I'm so glad it did. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So one thing that you said was kind of this like conflict, right, between the church, like your religion, like, and like you said, like yoga is evil or like this spiritual realm, these spiritual gifts you learn. Yeah. So I'm wondering, where do you see religion and spirituality intersecting? Do you see them as different, the same, or do they overlap in some way? I, I love that question. I just have to think about it to yeah. form my answer. This is like <laughs> deep diving into ev like so many of my thoughts on a daily basis. Um, I just, I guess I'll start out with saying that like they're not mutually exclusive. Um, yeah. And I will say that like there are a couple things that keep me open to Christianity of any form. Yeah. And it is early church mothers. Mm. <laughs> uh, fuck with those contemplatives. Um, and BIPOC women now. So like black women that are still identify as Christians and like the theology that they're channeling and pumping out like that keeps me open to like the experience of Christianity. Yeah. Um, I think there's more to say on that, but that's like my initial thought. Sure. I know for me, like I grew up going to a Christian church and going to like Bible camp. Um, and at a certain point, um, like when I was like coming into puberty or whatever, like I started to question things that were being told to me and I couldn't like align what I was seeing in the real world with what some things were being told to me in the church. So as like a teenager, I was like, no, like mm -hmm. I do not align with that. And I don't believe in God or anything. And I'm like totally atheist and I'm not going to church anymore. It's and interesting I, that you were going through puberty during that time. Yeah. Like, your body. Exactly. <laughs> and as I got older and like started going to yoga and then that kind of like opens up into people, you know, that spiritual realm and different like avenues of that. I was like, I'm confused. Like, do I believe in God? What's the universe? Like, what's the higher? Like, so yeah. as I was like learning my, how to come into my spirituality, it was kind of confusing for me to understand that intersection. I'm wondering if you've experienced anything similar. Yes. <laughs> it is really confusing. Um, and it can be really isolating too, to have questions that are valid, good questions. Like, like what does it, why do I feel this like, um, like, why are they telling me that my body's evil and that I should, right. like, you know, why is there like a war against my flesh? Like when I feel like when things are good, I feel it through my body, you know? Right. Um, and then what I experienced at least, I don't know. I'm curious if, if you, um, Shelby, like when you had your 
questions, did you bring them to people in the church or was it just sort of like an internal? Um, I did. There's a couple that are, that were like, okay, so like the Bible, right? Um, Genesis. Yes. <laughs> does talk about like dinosaurs, right? So I'm like 11 and I went to like the Boston Museum of Science and I saw the bones in the fossils and I went to summer camp and I was like, I just don't understand, like, isn't the Bible like history? And how is it missing this huge chunk of history? Like what happened before humans? And it wasn't exactly like they were like, no, dinosaurs didn't exist, but they didn't have like an answer. And that wasn't satisfying enough for me. <laughs> And then also, as I learned about like LGBTQ and I was watching on TV, Christians, you know, there's like the very like aggressive, like people protesting at like people, like soldiers who are gay, who died at the war. And then like people are protesting out there um, with horrible signs. And then there's like the less, aggressive form of that kind of prejudice like oh if you're like gay you're sinful you'll go to hell and i couldn't understand how god loves everyone but gay people go to hell so those were some of the things that got my mind spinning and made me question my religion yeah i think um well, first, I think that the hell question is what most of my friends who have deconstructed their faith, um, that's like the first one that comes yeah. up. Um, so, yeah, I definitely felt that myself, too. Um, so, so yeah, I like, sorry, going back to your question, but like, my personality is very like dive deep into it. Yes. So like when I was trying out Christianity, it wasn't just like, Porter! Sorry, my friend just joined. Um, <laughs> Hi, Porter! <laughs> Porter can attest to this. Um, when I was, like, diving into faith, it, I went ham. Like, I was the person on campus that was, like, praying for everyone. I literally spent four years in, like, the coldest freaking place on Earth, New England. <laughs> right. Studying theology, which can be honestly really boring, depending on what, like, professor you have and what class you're in. <laughs> Yeah. But I wanted I wanted to find that truth because there is truth in it. Like there's right. truth in every sphere that you can find in in life including Christianity. Um but I found myself like just like butting heads with church leaders. I right. I literally took a class with the chaplain of the school I went to and I would I would like ask genuine questions. I was so excited to be in that class because yes. I was like, it's with the chaplain. It's on it's evangelism and discipleship. Like this is gonna be great. Right. And then he all the books that we were signed by were by white evangelical men. Right. And I and that was like the first question I had was like, could we read something else? <laughs> like <laughs> anything, just one more thing, like one woman perhaps. Right. Um, I think there was one woman, but she was like ultra conservative anyway. And, um, that really triggered him and he got really defensive and he wrote me off actually as like a disrespectful, bad student, which is 
kind of hilarious because I was like the 5.0, like the teacher's not done with the sentence. You're like, right. Um, and that, but that was hard for me. Like that wasn't the first time that happened and like stuff like that would happen a lot where I would come with my genuine questions and like being upset and there wasn't space for it. Right. And like, to be honest, not that this is going to be like a, a total critique of the church during this whole conversation, but right. like, I think that if there were just more space for people to come in and ask questions and like be hurt and be happy and celebrate, like all the pieces of themselves, less people would be like leaving the church. Right. Um, because you could just, um, you could expand naturally and uh, grow out and still be welcomed in the community. Right. Uh, because I think what, what I loved the most and what I miss often is the community of people yeah. that want to encourage you and build you up. Because that's real, too. Like, right. when I was in the church, I met some of my best friends that are still my BFFs. Because everyone wanted to see, for the most part, like, build each other up. You know, right. your post about competition. Yeah. Like, there, there is a sense with communities that I was in that, like, there is no competition because there's abundance. Right. Like yes. God has so much for everyone. Um, yes. So when you build me up, like I'm building them up and everyone's going up, 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 you know? Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know why this just came into my head, but tell me if this makes sense to you. The story in the Bible about Jesus feeding like all those people with a fish and like a piece of bread. Fishes and loaves, baby. Yes, that, like, for some reason to me embodies this, like, abundance. Like, there's enough for everyone. Yes. Yes. And also, um, I think that <laughs> that story gets so over-spiritualized. Like, look at this miracle that happened. But it's like, well, a spiritual dude was feeding people because they were hungry. Because right. their bodies needed nutrients. Like, right. let's not forget about that part of right. the embodied experience. So I'm glad you, I love that story. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that one up. Um, what, if you had to just um, define spirituality for yourself, how would you define it? Hmm. Spirituality is discovering how to come home to yourself. Mm. That's a beautiful definition. And it is not separate from your human embodied experience. Like it's all exists right here. Yeah. This is where spirituality happens. It'll never happen outside of like, you know, it, it happens, but the way it's channeled is like through this here flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you and me. <laughs> my therapist recently asked me, what do you believe in? And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't know. So I thought about it and I, my answer was energy. Hmm. Like this idea that we have energy, we can manipulate our energy. We can like, our energy goes out and in. And like the power is kind of within us. And I know that you are an amazing um, 
Reiki healer and energy healer. And um, I've done three Reiki sessions now with you. So I'm wondering, what is your perspective on energy, energy healing, and how that intersects with spirituality? Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, they're one and the same, because like you said, we are energetic beings. Um, I feel like that's the first thing to, to agree with, which, which shouldn't be that hard to like, <laughs> to, um, to agree with the fact that like everything's energy, you know? Um, right. I think that, I think when I was involved with the church, there was a big fear of energy work yeah, and Reiki. But at the same time, it, Reiki was happening, just in other words. Right. Um, I'd go to these charismatic meetings, which were my jam because of my um, squirrel personality. <laughs> and they were like, lay hands on each other. Mm. Pray, like bring down heaven to earth. That's literally right. channeling. That is right. literally Reiki. <laughs> right. But if I were like, who wants Reiki? They'd be right. like, whoa yeah <laughs> whoa hang on sister you know yeah um, and um so so all that to say like when I went through this experience during the pandemic and came back to my body I came back to the gift of like energy and I um found it in Reiki like yeah the, and I found that it was very similar to what I was doing before yeah except more empowering mm. um, because before there was this weird sense, no matter how much they tried to take this away, that like I was better than, or like somehow more advanced than the person right. that was receiving the healing. When in actuality, like now during Reiki, I see myself as a channel where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not giving you my special juju energy. Like I'm just clearing myself so that source has space to like, work through me to you. Right. Um, so just to go down that rabbit hole a little bit deeper, I have like yeah. gone back and forth with how I feel about like energy healing and this stuff. But yeah. the more I learn about science, the more I lean into it. Hmm. Like for example, <laughs> I've been watching, um, it's like the cosmos. It's on Disney plus it has Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. And he's talking about like sound waves and light waves, this energy that we can't see. Right. Yeah. Or like you can see, but like you can't see without special microscopes or tools. And also about like this fourth dimension, this like thing we can't even like fathom in our minds. Cause it's so far out of like our reality. Yeah. And I'm like, if, and there's so much, like, we still have to learn about energy. So if there's yeah. these sound waves and light waves and all of this energy moving around us, we can't even see it. It makes so much sense to me that we have, because we are made of energy, that we're, like, sending that out. It, it can be manipulated the same way light and sound can be manipulated. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that you brought up science because like, like I said, my parents weren't religious at mm -hmm. all growing up. So 
there was never, for me, there was no conflict between science and faith growing up. Right. Um, so when I went to school and people were like warring those two, I was like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was all kind of going together, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but you're totally right. And like, one example that I love is like, we all are kind of familiar with the chakra system right. or, or if you're not, it's, um, it's like these energy hot spots, um, along your midline. And something really cool about that is that like, that's been known about, um, in like Indian, uh, culture for thousands of years, like probably longer. And, um, you know, they didn't have the word for the vagus nerve, but now right. we have the word for the vagus nerve. And oh, my see, God. Like if you use a, um, not thermal in imaging, but like something similar to that, you can see all of the chakras like light right. up. Um, and I often do feel like science will catch up with a lot of the intuitive things, um, that we are experiencing. Yes. Okay. Along that line of like the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is connected to your brain, I'm pretty sure. And it's, and I'm not a psychiatrist or a doctor, but this is like my best way to explain it. It's changed when you experience trauma. Oh yeah. Everything's changed when you experience trauma. And <laughs> one thing I shared with you was like, if your grandparents experienced trauma, it literally changes their DNA. And that DNA is passed on to your parents and then it's passed on to you. So you can actually experience trauma in your body from something that happened to your grandparents. Right. And for me, the connection to spirituality is that like, A, you need to work and learn about yourself and your energy in order to heal from that and like break generational trauma but also that like you're carrying your ancestors with you inside of you like around you right and that can be a guide for you that's really beautiful shelby <laughs> yeah and like i always try to tell people like when you feel resistance to breaking some of those, some of these habits, right? To, to you, it just may start as a habit where it's like, man, it is really hard for me to not want to drink immediately. For example, this is just right. Um, it's like, you need to understand that like, you may be the first person for your entire generation line that is starting to notice that become right. conscious to it and break it. So like pay so much grace and patience <laughs> for yeah. you. Um, and also on the flip side, and this kind of goes, this can be, um, I see this in the realm of like spirit guides. Like when you think about it and I, the way I describe spirit guides is just like people on your team that have no longer are no longer on earth, but like are still working for you. Yeah. Um, but like some of those spirit guides are probably your ancestors that went through the same stuff that you are struggling with, but now right. we're on the other side in that like fourth dimension that we are not yet seeing, but like, is there. Right. And like, how lovely that there is someone with that same DNA, that same line mm -hmm. of trauma, but like on the other side healed bigger perspective. 
right it's almost like they have you have these specialized like angels or tools like they're to help specifically you in right path. yeah it's interesting because you said angels right we're kind of talking about how like when you were at church you were now that you're doing Reiki, like it's the same thing but different language right so maybe like you could say it's your angels or it's your spirit guides, but we're all talking kind of about the same thing. Yep. I, um, oh, did you have more to ask on that? Sorry, I had a, I had a... No, go ahead. Um, I think that, and this is like one of those things where maybe unpopular opinion within communities I was in, but like Jesus was never trying to create a new religion, I don't think. I think that he was like right. inviting us into higher consciousness and like into these new experiences. And I don't think all this stuff was never meant to be mutually exclusive. Like um, healing is right. healing is healing. <laughs> and um, right. wherever you find it and if it's edifying and good, it's like that is source. That is God. Mm. Um, and I think if you can approach going back to even what you said about Genesis, if you can approach the Bible and other spiritual texts from the ancient Near East, like with the approach that it's not a history book, it was meant to be like a, 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 a written experience of like how people interacted with um, the unknown and divine right. and, and um, the disappointment and the emotions. And like, instead of deifying David, <laughs> for example, like King David, it's like, oh, he, he was like a human who did some really bad stuff. And like the divine still interacted with him and like called him child and stuff like that. If you can view it as a little bit more of a mythos and like in that way, it doesn't have to be this or that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you and I are both yoga instructors and I don't know about you, but for me personally, and I think a lot of other people get into yoga or begin practicing yoga as a physical exercise or a physical embodiment. And then uh, as they're practicing, kind of figure out that it is like energetic and spiritual. I'm wondering what your perspective is on the connection between yoga and spirituality. Yeah. Um, well, I, sorry, I'm just, I'm just thinking cause I'm really cognizant and sort of, um, how do I explain this? Of the fact that like yoga, right. Is like, it is a, um, like a, it is an Asian, like ancient tradition, Indian tradition that has, you know, been brought to the US, which I'm thankful for, but there's just a lot that gets lost in like white yoga communities. Um, but, but I'm not saying it's all, all lost. Um, I had an Indian man come into the coffee shop that I worked at and we started talking and I told him that I was a yoga teacher and he was like, oh, 
India has so much good to offer. We have strong tradition, you know, mm -hmm. but America has like innovation. And he was like, mm -hmm. and, um, and can like, you know, make new out of stuff. And he was like, Jenna, I was like, oh no, I'm going to fail at this. I'm like, Jenna, if you can blend the two, like, yeah. <laughs> if you can blend the two, you know, you'll, you'll do so well and we'll need, we need you. And that's your thing. And I was like, I will do my best. Like, <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, like, yes, a lot of people come into yoga to, um, for the, the fit, the asana, like the physical practice. And then right. along the way you're in Shavasana, all of a sudden you start having like a spiritual moment where you're like, right. wait a second, I feel like I'm whatever floating, um, having like thoughts that feel healing or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So I, I always see like, or I tell my students, like we take these shapes to shake things up mm. and uh, <laughs> so that you notice yeah and like noticing is to me the goal and yes. I love the, the the poses and I love you know the music and all that but like for me yoga is more than just um and I think for for most people who stick with it it, it goes from just a gym workout that you're there to like sweat and just go to yeah. something much deeper where you're understanding that you're like engaging in a healing practice and that part of that is taking shapes. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the first connection I made was um, the mind-body connection, right? Like I was going there for the workout and then I realized that was affecting my thoughts in a good way. You know, like, cause I was noticing, I was paying attention. I was list, I was getting things shaken up. I was noticing sensations in my body and how it affected how I was thinking. And then that's when I started like learning that that's an actual thing, like in science and how that is like affecting your energy. And um, so I think that was a really beautiful description. I might steal that in my yoga class. Go for it. <laughs> I'm honored whenever you steal stuff, steal stuff from our conversations. I'll say borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, would you consider yourself religious, spiritual, or both? I would not consider myself religious. <laughs> um, but I don't think I was religious even when I was identified as a Christian. Yeah. I don't know. Religion is a, is a, is a, it's a boxy woody word. Like, I don't think, I think a lot of people prefer to not be within that, even including Christians, like all types of people. Yeah. Um, so I would consider myself spiritual and specifically embodied. Yeah. Um, so Jenna, kind of to switch gears. Yeah. You've had a lot of big changes in the past couple of months. Yeah. Um, started to embody your role as an entrepreneur and um, a yoga teacher and a Reiki healer, as you said at the beginning, embodying those titles and what that means to you. I'm wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about like the big changes you've made and why you have decided to become 
an entrepreneur and like dive into this journey? Yeah. I'll just say that like, as you're asking me that question, I like have butterflies <laughs> pulling up. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm like, who? Me? Did I do yeah, that? You I, make- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, whew, okay. I think that I was always on a path to sort of um, be my own boss is a weird term, but I'll use it for now for lack of, I think I was always meant to have something that is, that I created and generated and put into yes. the world. Um, and I didn't know that for a little bit. I just knew that like, I always felt caged in when I was in someone else's dream. Yeah. Whether that was, well, it's usually it was a coffee shop. I also had some weird freaking jobs, um, weird jobs during the pandemic. <laughs> I bet. But I think I did all of those and they were really hard. Like I hit some walls type of thing. Yeah. So that I think those were karmic bumps in the road of like, yeah. let's keep you on this path. You were meant to like be a healer. You were meant to generate your own business. Um and share things from, you know, yourself. So through bumps in the road, and then also kind of seeing other people doing something similar, I just like, it starts with like the possibility of like, I could, I could do that. Like I could make this a a career. Um, So I'd been thinking about it and sort of building up my business on the side while still working a full time job. And then was that last week? Yeah, last week. (laughs) Well, actually, let me back up. In early May, I was like, I need to give my notice because I give a month because I was the manager of the cafe. And I chickened out of that like three times. Um, Because it's scary. It's so scary. It's so freaking scary. And um, yeah, but then I did it. And my last day was last Thursday, which is wild. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm like launching this, this whole thing. Um, but it's really scary. And this is my first week not having a full-time job. Like usually today I would have already been at work for like six hours and had two more hours. So I, I sort of, I'm like, okay, what do I do with my time? And there's stuff to do. Like there's stuff I could be doing, but I am very much at the beginning. I'm a babypreneur. Um, babypreneur <laughs> and um, scary as fudge. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but I'm it's wondering... good scary. <laughs> good scary, yes. So I think that one thing you your hair looks awesome. I may have in common, well, we have a lot of things in common, but one thing I notice is in this conversation we're having is that we both ask a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. And I know, like you said, and I even said, like, in the church, there's not necessarily a lot of space for that. And sometimes I also felt like there wasn't a lot of space for that in places where I was employed. And it would get me into a little bit of trouble or, you know, just kind of that, like, sit down and do your job and, like, stop asking. Keep your head down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for me, like, I just couldn't bite my tongue hard enough. Um, it's like, it's like, take ownership of your job, but yeah. not too much. Like, right. yeah. don't start changing things. <laughs> Sorry. When I but, finally yeah. realized, 
I, I can no longer stomach biting my tongue and I need to find or create something that I can be the full expression of myself. And that was for you. What was that first step for you? Um, for me, there was something that someone said to me that it mirrored, it was basically questioning my reality of a situation. Mm -hmm. And in the past, I would have maybe said, ooh, you're right, maybe I'm just like confused or misunderstanding or I'll just keep that to myself. And this time I said, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized I needed to come into the next step of, and that ended up being creating my business. And um, Jean, if anyone, a lot of people listening probably know Jean, Jenna and I both, had her as our teacher through yoga teacher training. She asked me a question nobody had ever asked me. Classic like, what do you, Yeah. What do you want to do? Like, what do you want? <laughs> so simple, like, but so mind blowing. And I was like, well, shit, no one ever asked me what I want. Like, let me think about that. Yeah. And for uh, seven months later, I was handing in my resignation letter at work. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. Oh. Me too. Now you get to be my life coach. <laughs> yes. And that's exciting for me because I want people to be able to experience that full expression of themselves as well. Yeah. In this first week of your entrepreneurship journey, how do you feel your energy has shifted? Oof. I'm really glad you asked me that. Um, because to be honest, so like when I had made this decision, right. And I'm working up to like my last week, my energy was so high. Like mm. I, I know I was like up here type of yeah. thing. And like, people were like, you're glowing like all the time. <laughs> and, and of course I took some nice selfies during that moment in time because I was glowing. Um, <laughs> but I was like really high energy. Mm. And yeah. then I don't know exactly what happened, but over the last, like three days after, so the last like two, two days before today, I, my energy was woof, like all yes. over the place and feeling confused, simultaneously not grounded, but also like stuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And a lot of fears, a lot of fears came up Yeah, in the last, like, you know, after making that step, right. Um, leaving for the, for the last closing, you know, yeah. closing the shop for the last time. Um, and then today I was like, you know what, I'm not going to wake up and hop on my phone and go on Instagram. Like right. I need to start taking responsibility for my energy and like, just do things that make me, that make things a little less suffering ish, like more yeah. easeful. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll find my rhythms, but, um, yeah, that's, that's how my energy has been shifting it. A lot of fears have come up, um, and I'm just like working through them and trying to keep my eyes on like the direction that I've set off on. Mm. I love you use the word ease. When I first started my business and, um, 
I set the intention of purpose with ease and not that like starting a business or like following your purpose is easy, but just that like I was going to create spaciousness with some of this like time that I had, like you said, to like mm -hmm. lift myself up or like make myself feel, do things that made me feel really good that maybe I didn't do as much when I was working tons and tons of hours and like mm -hmm. my job was like my whole life um yes so in the last couple minutes that we have you have some, a really really exciting offer um i would love if you would share the details of that with us are you talking about france yeah dude okay <laughs> i was like i have many offers uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so we're going on a retreat, y'all. <laughs> um, I'm leading a retreat, a yoga and, um, culture, cultural retreat to Nice, France in ah. October, Woo! October 3rd through the 7th. Um, and it's my first like big retreat like this that I'm offering. And I'm like, so excited. And people have asked me like, why France? You know, and to be totally honest, Tour Hero, who I booked it through, was like, <clears throat> maybe don't do France, like maybe do somewhere in Latin America where the plane tickets are cheaper. And I was like, okay, so I was gonna do that, but then I just could not get France out of my head. And yeah. When stuff like that happens, it's intuition. And I'm like, totally. it's France. Like I just have been thinking about it. I found this random book about French parenting that I have no business reading because I'm neither <laughs> having a child nor living in France. Um, but you know, stuff like that started coming up. So <clears throat> I followed that ease, um, and chose, created this beautiful retreat. <laughs> it sounds so amazing. What are some of the, um, things people who may want to join you in France, what could they expect from this time? Yeah. Um, one thing that they can expect is like, I'm really big on, good like rhythms so like easeful rhythms where um i'm not a vacation type of or retreat type of person where it's like go 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 yeah. i like when there's structure and then lack of structure and you go yeah. you go roam the french countryside like and then come back and we have an activity you know right. or maybe we do yoga in the morning like a more intensive one and then we spend the whole afternoon at the beach like mm -hmm. that's kind of my jam and people who have hung out with me like know that I like to have that those built-in healthy rhythms so um that's so beautiful I love that it's like it's like togetherness but also like independence like structure but also like space to explore yeah it's um, um welcoming to introverts yes <laughs> oh my and god extra introverted extroverts and the like um one thing you told me about southern france is that um a lot of people go surfing there which i had no idea yes so <laughs> okay so i will say that a lot of the surfing is on the other side of france in like um biarritz uh, mm. so, so we're like in east southeast okay um, so this trip there'll be no surfing however there is a beach day at Paloma um, Beach, and you should definitely, like, look that up on Pinterest or Google, because it's, like, 
literally stunning. Um, Paloma Beach. What's that? Paloma Beach. Paloma Beach. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't have that on the itinerary at first. And then the lovely person that I'm working with, her name's Jimena. Um, I told her like, can we please have a beach day? And she's like, okay, I'm thinking Paloma. And I, I Googled it and was like, oh. literal job. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, put that one on. So I'm ex really excited about that. <laughs> and zip lining. And the French cooking class is something that I'm like, really looking forward to. Oh my god, there's so many like, <laughs> um, diverse and exciting experiences. Yeah, that's yeah. If anyone listening right now was interested in getting more information or possibly like signing up for this retreat, what would be the next step? Um, definitely follow me, Jenna Ocean, because I post tons of stuff. And then like, feel free to say hi. I'm, I'm really quite friendly and won't bite most of the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so reach out, like DM. Um, I have a link in my bio that will take you straight to the Tour Hero website, and it's super user-friendly. It shows you the itinerary, the cost, the breakdown, um, like what's included and what's not included, um, and you can sign up straight through there. Um, and then one more note about that, there is a payment plan option. So it's fifteen fifty total, but like there's a really nice payment plan. So yeah, an and honestly, like for everything – even the small details you just shared with us, like that is a lot of value for the money that you'd be investing in this experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share that you're offering or um, that you want to promote or just want people to leave this um, chat with? I think, um, yeah, I guess one little note and then I'll end it with sharing something that I offer. But like, I think when you're choosing energy, like energy workers specifically, like it is pretty important to go off of vibes and, mm. um, and by that, I mean how you feel about a person and, uh, what your intuition says. I don't think you should just choose anyone for like energy work. Um, yeah. even though I don't think it's evil in any way, like going back to our conversation. Um, so that like may or may not be me and I'm totally cool with that. Like, thankfully there's so many healers in the community. Um, and if it's not me, I could like refer you to someone else. But, um, I will say that like, I adore my Reiki clients mm -hmm. and my Reiki sessions. So, um, that's something that I'm really like putting energy into this season. So if anyone's like watching this and feels drawn to that, um, I have, lots of spots open for for new clients for Reiki. Yes, and a personal testimonial. Um, I've had Reiki from Jenna both in person and also um, over the virtual <laughs> sphere. And both experiences were so powerful in healing and shifted my energy and like experiences I would um, would not want to take back for sure. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So I want everyone to go to Jenna's Instagram page, give her a follow, say hello. She is amazing. And you'll want to stay connected with her and everything she's doing. And Jenna, I'm really grateful that a we have connected, like, in general, that we got to meet each other. 
I'm grateful that we've been able to work with each other and also that we've developed a friendship. Me too. And lastly, I'm grateful that you took the time to join me on this live today. Thank you. I'm grateful that you invited me. Like, I love talking with you and getting to share. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. And thank you for everyone listening now or later. We appreciate you so much. See ya. Bye, Jenna. I'll chat with you Bye. later. Okay, let me see if I can get out of here. <laughs>